Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. I'm Kenyon. (laughs) I'm Lucy. (laughs) And I'm Amanda. Amanda. (laughs) Um, And before I tell you guys the topic of this week, one little rant uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> followed by an hour and a half of ranting. Yeah, at least yeah. minimum. Sometimes two plus hours of ranting. Yes. This is this ties into the episode topic, so it's going to feed right in. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> this it's a seamless organic transition <laughs> yeah. rant. <laughs> Commencing rant. This episode is brought to you by Alan, the man who felt compelled to email us to tell us that we're kind of funny for broads or chicks, that is, because of course women <laughs> can't be as funny as men. We all know that. <laughs> well duh. Yeah. <laughs> and to tell us that we should stop hating on Trump and lay off the politics. <laughs> Good luck. All right. So that was from okay. Alan. Now, I don't want to single Alan out just for that because we've sadly gotten a few other comments like that from other white male trolls. Uh, but what mm-hmm. really set Alan apart <laughs> and why we're dedicating this episode to him is that he took the time to send us a second email Uh, in which he chose to spew hate speech at us about getting rid of all Muslims uh, in the name of fighting terrorism. So, Uh as a big fuck you to Alan and all the other (laughs) micro-dicked, racist, misogynist trolls out there, this episode's topic will be white male terrorism. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. The most prolific terrorism that there is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Huzzah. Yeah. We and could almost like shorten it. this to white terrorism. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Just, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, fuck right off. We don't care. <laughs> and there yeah. are seven trillion other podcasts in the world to fucking listen to. Yeah. Including so Alex accurate. Jones. And a lot of them are really, really good. <laughs> that one's really, I really bad. Alex Jones. Well, they'd probably like Alex Jones better, so. Yeah. You've clearly Whoa. stumbled upon the wrong corner of the internet. You need to find your mm-hmm. own people that is not us. Mm-hmm. Go forth and God bless. Yeah. Okay, so, white male terrorism. Amanda, what yeah. wine? I'm guessing it's a white wine. Pa- it is. <laughs> with white male terrorism. It's incredibly white, in fact. Its varietal originates in Germany. <laughs> so I have chosen... Relax Riesling. Yes. And I chose this pairing in honor of every dude who's ever told a woman to relax. Yep. Uh-huh. And to remind them that maybe they should fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> Just a 
about you take your relax and you shove it up your ass? Shove it up your ass. Mm-hmm. If you're so relaxed, this whole bottle should fit. <laughs> Just a thought. Anyway, so let's let's talk about Riesling. Okay. Riesling is a white wine grape variety which originated in the Rhine region of Germany. It is an aromatic grape. It is displaying a flowery, almost perfumed aroma as well as a high acidity. Mm. It's used to make dry, semi-sweet, and sparkling white wines. And Riesling wines are usually varietally pure, meaning they're not blended with any other grapes, which is exactly <laughs> what <laughs> I think some like to men like Alan so deeply. <laughs> you fucking nailed it. If only we could stay varietally pure, we'd have so much less terrorism, right, Alan? Wait, Approximately 90% um, less. Do you, do you yes, remember when real? my grandma went off about how you can't mix the green grapes and the purple <laughs> grapes? Oh, I remember. <laughs> but um, it was in a literal grape salad, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Right. Okay. yeah. It, it was. was a bowl of she, grapes. So we give her... We give her a pass, because in that situation, she's kind of spot on. It was literally about grapes. Okay. So as of 2004, Riesling was estimated to be the world's 20th most grown variety. And I like that number. I thought you were going to say most gross variety. (laughs) I like Riesling. I like Riesling, too. But it's it's 20th most grown, which I feel like is right about where we fall and, like, how successful we are in indie podcast world right now. We're not at the top. But we're not at the bottom. We've, not 20th overall, okay. I mean in indie world. Yeah. Mm. But anyway. Stretch metaphor. It's the char- fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt right. <laughs> the character of Riesling wines is greatly influenced by the wine's place of origin. So in cool climates, which are typical of German wine regions, Riesling wines tend to exhibit apple and tree fruit notes with noticeable levels of acidity that are sometimes balanced with residual sugar. Mm. But in warmer climates, like Australia, you see a lot of Riesling out of Australia, uh, Riesling is late ripening and can develop more citrus and peach notes. Mm. Riesling's naturally high acidity and pronounced fruit flavors give wines made from the grape exceptional aging potential, often developing smoky or honey notes. So it's really good to let this bad boy sit Mm. in a cool climate. Mm Um, Relax is a German Riesling (laughs) noted to have a medium sweetness. So we can just crack it open. Mm. It's a twist out. Mm. Let's get a nice crack. Oh, Oh, a nice crack. Such a nice crack. (laughs) And cheers, ladies. And cheers to Alan. Cheers to Alan. Cheers, Alan. We fucking hate you. Thanks for the topic suggestion. (laughs) I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I think he's going to bring us a great episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. I have high hopes. Lucy. We do not hate those with opposing views. We just don't appreciate those who try to put those views upon us. That's all. And In whose email views or Twitter form. Genocide of an entire religious minority group. Ooh, this wine's good. <laughs> this is going to go down real easy. Um, right. I don't think Muslims mm, are tart. a minority group. Okay. I would agree. All right. In the U.S., I guess. Oh, sure. In the sure, Western sure, sure, sure. world. Whatever. Lucy, okay. what is the psych and background to white male terrorism? Okay. Well, I had a lot of options for directions to go with this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it there's a lot to tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, as far as stats go, like how many terrorist attacks 
qualify as by white men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The numbers were slippery yet again because there's a difference between domestic terrorists, domestic white terrorists, white terrorists, and then also how a terrorist attack is like classified. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. rather than going into all of that, which I did a little bit, but mm-hmm. we're going to talk more about the psychology behind why Americans, especially now, correlate terrorism with brown people. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. Okay, so the definition of terrorism, and this is important, is violence directed against a civilian population or other vulnerable targets in order to advance a political goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Race or ethnicity for either the perpetrator or the victim is not relevant when it comes to the definition of terrorism. So this whole linking it to race is sort of a modern thing that we've been doing lately. Or it's an mm. it's an added component. It's not it's part an, of the mm. definition of terrorism. Like, not all terrorist Correct. acts have to do with it. Correct. Right. Okay. Um, and it's been shown that how a person interprets what terrorism is, uh, it's been shown to be affected by a person's race and political leanings for the psychological reasons that we will get into. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, in general... <laughs> In general, and as is displayed in the media and most attitudes held by white people in this country, if you're Mm -hmm. white, you're already innocent and you must be proven guilty. Mm -hmm. If you are not Mm -hmm. white, you are already guilty and must be proven innocent. Mm -hmm. And a great example Mm -hmm. is when they arrested Dylan Roof after the shooting at the church, Mm -hmm. the cops brought him Burger King because he must have been hungry. Yeah. Whereas if yeah. it were a black shooter at a predominantly white church, the odds of the shooter being killed by the cops yeah. is mm-hmm. pretty fucking great. So. Yeah. And wasn't this pretty much directly within days, at least a week if not just days prior to yet another mm-hmm. police shooting of a young black man who was unarmed? Yeah. In fucking bullshit circumstances, yeah. I think in Chicago. Yep. There's so many. I, I know. There's I so many. I can't keep track of the timeline then, either. Like, I don't know if And it was... then days later, this ass fuck was, you know, not even cuffed and, like, brought peacefully into a police car. And, and was wearing a... through the fucking drive-thru at Burger King. Yeah. And was wearing a bulletproof vest, so he didn't get hurt. I hate everything. Yeah. That's how they take black men who commit... Crimes, even small crimes, mm-hmm. and then Dylan Roof is fucking, fucking crimes. treated like yeah. Cinderella over here. Mm-hmm. God damn it! My own mom doesn't drive me through the Burger King. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Apparently, I need to shoot up a church to get my fast food fix. Oh Jesus! <laughs> to be anyway. fair, your mom's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's a saint. She's actually the best, Suzanne. Yeah. Um, she really is. Okay, so some examples of white terrorism ter- terrorists, and these are mostly domestic. Uh, well, the KKK, mm-hmm. and really, mm-hmm. I think that it would be fair to classify white supremacists in general as terrorists, yep. and I yeah. don't know why Absolutely. they are so seldomly described as such. Yeah. If they're promoting lynching and arson mm-hmm. and intimidation, and executing things. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's terrorism. It's terrorism. Period. 
Um, we Terrorism. talked about Dylan Roof, the, the quote-unquote sovereign citizens, a.k.a. Yep. right-wing militia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be talking about one of them. They're mm-hmm. terrorists. Uh, Timothy McVeigh, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Stack, who was the the dude who flew the plane into the IRS building. In, I almost uh, did him. Texas. I almost did him as my yeah. case because that is nuts. Roll nuts. He was just protesting like taxes. Yeah, he Effect- flew an airplane into you, a building, and they're not calling it could terrorism. Could you fucking not? Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, Jared Loeffner, who was the dude who tried to kill Gabby Giffords. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ted Kaczynski, the mm-hmm. Unabomber. Mm-hmm. Who was just against technology. Which I think is <laughs> yeah. ironic because it requires technology to build a fucking bomb, does it not? Mm-hmm. Fair. It requires science and some t- limited technology, yeah. I suppose. I guess, but like... Oh, and and okay. he was relying on the media to then, after his attack, disseminate his manifesto. That's, that's more of the irony, yeah. in my opinion. He was just a fucking nutcase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, a lever and a pulley are technically technology. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have to be super advanced. There's for sure technology sure. involved in bomb making. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Um, the dude the, in Norway who atta- who killed uh, the 93 people, most of whom yeah. were minors. I can't even Ooh. handle that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anders yeah. Breivik. Breivik. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he now he has the audacity stunned. to complain about his living conditions in Norwegian prison. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is... Which is probably like Martha Stewart living yeah. <laughs> as a it's prison. It's just Ikea. Yeah, you live in an Ikea. I'm sorry that your bed has extra parts. They definitely, Don't kill people. They definitely have craft groups in that prison. That's, it's a form of toy, torture, just all the unknown extra parts. They have to put together their own cell. I'm very tired of lingamberry jam. <laughs> Suck a butt. Suck a butt. We're so um, Okay. So getting into the psychology <laughs> about this, I learned about this theory that I think is really interesting. It's called, uh, well, I don't really know what part of speech this is, mm-hmm. but it's heuristics. Have mm-hmm. you guys heard of this? Yeah, no. it's like a word that I know how to pronounce don't and understand. don't know what it means. Well, stay tuned, lady. All right. Um, it is the way in which humans calculate risk. Um, which is, well, it explains that the way in which we calculate risk is sometimes not at all rational. So Mm -hmm. potential danger is all around us at all times, which, Mm -hmm. you know, keep that in mind next time you smoke a bunch of weed and you're home by yourself. (laughs) Danger is lurking. (laughs) All around us. Everywhere. Everywhere at any moment. Okay. <laughs> um, so, for example, driving a car is way more dangerous than mm-hmm. skydiving, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we get easily hung up on certain topics and certain risks and not others. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So, psychologist Daniel Kahneman oh. wrote that he... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kenyon gets get excited by... I recognize get pumped about that this guy name. you don't know. I recognize okay, that name. Sure. <laughs> Wasn't he a, He's a psychologist? Kahneman, didn't he I mean, write about economics? I don't know, but you're nerding me out really sorry, hard right now. Sorry, so sorry, let's just sorry. continue. <laughs> sorry. 
sorry. Your intellectualism is very unbecoming of a woman. If you could just quiet down and relax, that would be I'm great. I'm Googling it. Go on. <laughs> Psychologist Daniel Kahneman <laughs> writes that hum- that humanity's true nature is, quote, guided by emotion rather than by reason, easily swayed by trivial details, and inadequately sensitive to differences between low and negligibly low probabilities. Mm-hmm. So basically, we get hung up on shit that it, it, that, that, that things don't mm-hmm. correlate, right. and we tend to fixate. Mm-hmm. Um, another study shows that humans tend to be more apprehensive of risks that are relatively unknown, <clears throat> not understood, and uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And could lead to fatalities. Like how my so. mom is, her biggest fear is being <laughs> eaten alive by a wild animal. She. It's like, when will yeah. that ever happen yeah. to you? Yeah, <laughs> She lives in Never. suburban Minnesota. Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can, ha- I can help, or social psychologist and probably not economic professor David Myers mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. Human emotions were road tested in the Stone Age. Yesterday's risks prepare us to fear snakes, lizards, and spiders. Yeah. Although all three of those combined now kill only a dozen Americans oh, per year, okay. flying may be far safer than biking. Wow. But our biological past predisposes us to fear confinement and heights, yep. and therefore we fear flying more oh, than okay. biking. I'm terrified of all of those things, and that makes so much sense. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's deeply rooted in our DNA from when humans were on the fucking food chain. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So if we think about, um, if we think about our tendency to be more apprehensive of the unknown, the uncontrollable and things that could potentially lead to fatality, then it does make sense that people are, um, irrationally afraid of foreign terrorists mm-hmm. that of a certain religion that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. These people don't necessarily look like mm. you. Yep. Um, and, you know, there's a potential for extreme violence, but, you know. Th- but it's, it's rare. It is irrational yeah, to fear Yeah, it's such this. a minimal it risk. Is, it like, is. Wasn't there some statistic, like, more Americans die of being crushed by vending machines than by, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, Islamic terrorists every year. Yep. Yeah, there are many people think that the likelihood of dying from shark attacks is greater than that of dying from being hit by falling airplane Mm -hmm. parts, Mm -hmm. where, in fact, more people actually die from falling airplane parts Mm -hmm. than by sharks. Mm -hmm. That's a legit fear, (laughs) then. I was once hit in the head by half a dead rat that a bird dropped from the sky. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) When and where? In Calcutta. It's a really (laughs) fucking interesting place. That is the best. Yeah, half a dead... And it was the worst half. It was the tail. No! Yeah. (laughs) I was walking down the street and it... Hit me from the sky. It was the worst half. You are the rat queen. A rat came and tried to kiss you on the foot in New York <laughs> oh several God. years yeah. ago, Rats too. Run and the only way feet. I could get you home safely was by telling you at first that it was a cat and then telling you later what it actually was. <laughs> I freaked out. 
Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> Shortly after we got chased off the subway and also by that I was a white trying male to kiss her. trying to show us his penis. So there's that. Oh yeah, there's that was interesting the, that was the same night. That was oh Mardi Gras. What up? Jam packed night. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so back to all of these things <laughs> tying into heuristics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so all of the all of these examples that I gave uh, are just to explain a psychological term called the availability heuristic, and it is a mental shortcut that relies on immediate examples that come to a given person's mind when evaluating a specific topic or concept or risk or decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so this hinges on the idea that if something can be recalled easily, it must be more important or it must be important or more important than alternative solutions that are maybe not so apparent or immediately recalled in someone's mind. Mm. Okay. So subsequently, people tend to give more weight to the more recent information and opinions that they're exposed to, and also the more dramatic, sensational ones. So like September Mm -hmm. 11th. Yeah. Exactly. So another funny example, and it has to do with Kenyon's favorite animal... Um, one of the psychologists' uh, examples was if you're in an if you're in the ocean and you see two dolphins and one shark, mm-hmm. but later you're recalling and someone asks you what is the ratio of dolphins to sharks in the ocean. Realistically, there are more dolphins in the ocean, and you saw two of them. But the shark made more of an impression, so you are more likely to put more weight with the shark, the dangerous thing. Mm. Say, oh, there's more sharks than dolphins in the ocean. I fucking hate dolphins. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> the both of your favorite animals. <laughs> I don't know why you. I, I, don't, I don't like dolphins. I mean, they're fine. I know. I was being sarcastic. You both hate dolphins. Yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah. Wait. Dolphins are fucking stupid. Well, <laughs> they're, they're not. Smart, they're really they're smart. Dumb. They're terrifying. They're... And dolphins have killed people, I think. Uh, and rape. <laughs> yeah, they rape. <laughs> Which is one of my irrational fears, a deep sea raping by a dolphin. Oh, my God. No, thanks. <laughs> I'll stick to lakes, thank you very much. There was that dolphin trainer. I can't remember if it was a male or a female, but he or she had... Of sexual relationship with a specific dolphin. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, they like to fuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gross. Dolphins right. like to fuck. <laughs> Let's link this back to white male terrorists. <laughs> I so yeah, anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, I have more examples. Uh, okay. Well, this ties into the media, which is, mm-hmm. I suppose, the missing link here. Yep. Um, people, people would tend to be more afraid of, uh, newsworthy topics like abduction or radical Muslim terrorism Mm -hmm. than they are Mm -hmm. of disease, which is Mm -hmm. obviously thousands of times more likely to negatively affect you. So are we, so basically it's like, we're more scared of more sensationalist stuff than like heart disease, which is like boring, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, we all know the heart disease stats, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. one in three or whatever. But, yeah, it's it's boring, and we kind of hear it over and over, and we kind of compartmentalize it and sort of shut it away. But when you're watching um, some TV show, and there's a terrorist or the bad guy, and he's brown, mm-hmm. yep. and it's like a really dramatic whatever, your brain puts that in another category that's like, 
risky, exciting, you know, could could happen possibly to you, you're more likely to be afraid of that scenario than you are mm-hmm. of getting heart disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, and people in general just respond with emotion pretty much 100% of the time. So we talked yeah. about how that relates to the stock market previously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just more reasons not In some not inexplicable to... fucking creepy way. <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah. Because the stock <laughs> market the is draw. actual magic, and I'll never understand <laughs> yeah. it. It's wizardry. Evil exactly. wizardry. Dark magic. Dark magic. <laughs> Harry Potter. Okay. Um, So this also kind of helps explain judicial bias and incarceration rates for minorities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, News media uh, presents a highly selective and non-representative selection of crimes. Mm -hmm. And they, again, focus on the most extreme and sensational and violent rather than the ordinary. Um, And it's also easier for people to imagine something bad happening to them if a similar event is described, even hypothetically. Mm-hmm. So if you were to say, what if one day you were walking down the street and this person jumped out of a van and abducted and you and did this and this and this, <laughs> and a rat fell on your head, then that person will be more afraid of that hypothetical situation than yep. they were before because now they're imagining it, even though yep. it's hope, not any more likely. I hope you're both afraid. Very afraid. <laughs> I mean, I'm in New Jersey right now. The the idea of a rat falling on me from above is like not too far. It's like palpable. <laughs> that incredibly is possible. The Garden State and also Flying Dead Rat State. Yep. 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 <laughs> it's well known. Um, okay, so that is called an illusory correlation. Um, mm-hmm. If an idea or set of ideas with Well, that's actually, that wasn't illusory correlation. This is. If an idea or a set of ideas within the same category is repeated over and over and over, Mm -hmm. then a strong link grows between those two instances, which in all reality could be completely or mostly uncorrelated. Mm -hmm. For example, Muslim terrorists. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like. Mm -hmm. And that's how they are described. Mm -hmm. So you start linking the two. You hear Muslim and your brain automatically also hears terrorist. Mm -hmm. You hear Islam. used to hearing it. Yep, you hear Islam and you automatically assume or think radical Islam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So these these pairings and these phrases that are repeated over and over and over in the media, that's actually affecting the way that people are interpreting yeah. risks, are interpreting how the world works. And are voting. And are yeah. voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then... Yeah, like you just said, that can even lead to government action, even if there are little to no facts to support these correlations. Yep. And it has also been proven that people construct their models of the world based on the media that they consume. And that relates to confirmation bias. Yeah. If you are a conservative and you believe that Islamic terrorists are destroying the world, then there's a good chance that you... uh, Watch consume Fox News, <laughs> Fox News Breitbart, mm-hmm. all those fucking yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Exclusively. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any issue with absorbing that information as long as you're balancing it with other information. I, yeah, but know, most like, people I think don't. I'm not going to never the... watch an, oh, uh, never ever watch Fox News because I just want some insight into what, you know, people with opposing views are 
taking in, but it's not the only thing I fucking watch. But most people do not operate that way. Most people enjoy consuming media that confirms what they already believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and you know what? Everybody is guilty of this because it is a psychological thing. Like, every, like... It's part of why we're doing this topic right now. Because we don't agree with somebody who fucking poked the bear. Yeah. Three (laughs) mama fucking bears. You poked the wrong bears. (laughs) And we know that the majority of our listenership can do share a lot of our political and social views. So we're preaching to the choir a little bit. We realize that. And listen, I read the New York Times. I read the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. They're both Mm left-leaning. I don't watch Fox News. Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. read Breitbart. I think it's garbage. Um, I don't read that shit because it makes me sick. Yeah. Like, it's not factual. Right. It's not news. It's a, it's a fucking shitty, like, neo-Nazi blog, and I hate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But I also, I just don't watch cable news, period. Because even mm-hmm. the left-leaning ones, like MSNBC and, is to some extent, CNN, but CNN's very neutral, I would say, in, in almost mm-hmm. a bad way. They're all just trash, okay? Cable news is just yeah. trash, don't mm-hmm. don't do it. I listen to political podcasts, which just read BBC News online. Yeah. That's like where I get all of my fucking news. I don't even get it from stateside anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. BBC, The Guardian, The Daily Mail. No, I'm totally mm-hmm. kidding. Um, Politico <laughs> and podcasts. Only trust podcasts. Mm-hmm. All right, continue. Like ours, <laughs> we will never lead you astray. <laughs> Well, pouring more wine. We mostly real lead you astray. Okay. <laughs> um, in an analysis of news shows from 2008 to 2012, communication scholars found that Muslims were greatly overrepresented as terrorists. Yeah. Yep. When in fact, about six percent of terrorist acts in a separate four-year period were committed by Muslims. Eighty-one percent of terrorists represented on TV were portrayed as Muslim. Yeah. So that's not just in the news, that's it's just on TV in general. You have a terrorist, yeah. they're brown. Yep. 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 But in reality in TV and film, they're cast mm-hmm. as a brown person. And mm-hmm. when terrorists when a terrorist act is committed, if it's committed by a white person, then it's mental health issues, da 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 da. When it's committed by a brown person, it's Muslim terrorist religion. Mental health is never terrorism. discussed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so I also learned that the part, one of the things, well, the, all of this just adds up to this fear of immigrants in the, in this country. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I found out that the word terrorism ranks very high as in twice in the top five, uh, a list of phrases that people are, have to rank how afraid they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so ter- the word terrorism appeared twice in the top five. Um, of list of phrases and situations that Americans are most afraid of. Oh my god. So ridiculous. And so then I have some facts about the Muslim ban. I don't know if we even want to go into that, but uh, they're... Yeah, we do. (laughs) All right. Rudy Giuliani... Fucked hard. Can't go fuck himself. Mm -hmm. Um, In his own words, the legal way to do this Muslim ban was to shift the focus, and this is an exact quote from him. Instead of religion, danger... The areas of the world that create danger for us, which is a factual basis, not a religious basis. Except perfectly legal, perfectly sensible. On the Muslim ban, none of them had 
terrorists originating from there. It was like none of it was nope. factual. None, none of, of it, it was factual. Of course, Saudi Arabia isn't on there, and that—that's where the perpetrators mm-hmm. of 9/11 fucking came from. Most mm-hmm. of them, but yeah. They're in bed with Trump, mm-hmm. so they just gave a hundred million dollars to Ivanka's bullshit charity, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they very purposely preyed on this American fear of immigrants. And it was estimated in 2011 that your odds of being killed by a terrorist is about 1 in 20 million, Mm -hmm. whereas the risk of dying in a car accident is about 1 in 19,000. Yeah. Americans are over 3,000 times more likely to be killed by a firearm than a terrorist. And 1 in 4 women are raped. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there are more pressing fucking issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But in a in a world that's ruled, or at least a United States that's ruled by fucking white men, why do they give a shit about that? They want mm-hmm. their guns, and they don't. They're not women, so they don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that stuff is never going to be on the forefront of the to do list in the United States. Nope. God damn it. So this last piece is just from an article in the Atlantic, which I thought shed a, a lot of interesting light on profiles of terrorists. Mm-hmm. Uh, between 1975 and 2015, the annual chance of being murdered by somebody other than a foreign-born terrorist was 252.9 times greater than the chance of dying in a terrorist attack co- committed by a foreign-born terrorist. Hmm. So you're way more fucking likely to yep. be killed by... A domestic terrorist. A domestic terrorist. Literally anyone mm-hmm. other than a foreign-born terrorist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, no, and I just want to head God. off, like, anyone... Now, I know our regular fans aren't going to throw this shit at us, but anyone who stumbles across this episode, I just want to head off the whole, like, but 9-11 thing. Look, 9-11, mm-hmm. horrible tragedy. No one is denying yep. that. My fiancé... We're not saying terrorism doesn't exist. Right. My fiance grew up in New York City. He was, it was the first day of his freshman year of high school was 9-11. He was covered Mm. in ash having to walk home. Mm. Couldn't get a hold of his parents. Couldn't get a hold of his sister. Like, Mm -hmm. he lived through 9-11. And he's Jewish. And Mm -hmm. he still agrees that domestic terrorism and far-right terrorism and white male terrorism is is way more prolific and way more dangerous than, Mm -hmm. just in terms of probability and risk, than quote-unquote radical Islamic terrorism. Mm -hmm. Rant over. Um, (laughs) this whole episode is a rant, so we're okay. We are gonna be angry drunks by the end of this episode. (laughs) I'm like, ready for it. My poor mom's gonna walk in at the end of her day at work and be like, what the fuck happened? Amanda's sweaty and red-faced. Silly, and I'm already like I'm half a bottle in and already just pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the last little the last little stat I've got for you. Uh, As for as far as refugees go, um, the writer said Trump's action is quote a response to a phantom menace. Um, Over the last four decades, 20 out of the 3.25 million refugees welcomed into the United States have been convicted of attempting or committing terrorism on U.S. soil. Mm -hmm. And only three Americans have been killed in attacks uh, committed by refugees, all of whom were by Cuban refugees in the 1970s. Yeah, one of which we spoke about, that nightclub fire. 
Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take uh, that, Rubio. Actually, what? I don't think he that would have been one of them because that killed way more than three people. That's true. It did. Okay. Well, four then. But, but that was not politically motivated. Mm-hmm. That's true. That really wasn't terrorism. That was just, I'm pissed at my girlfriend. I'm going to burn down a nightclub. Yeah. Anyway, that does it for me. All right. So you've got well some done, psychological though. background. But again, like the stats are super slippery. And if you are going to write to us disagreeing about all this stuff, I challenge you to find some concrete facts about domestic white terrorists. Oh, well, well Alan did find concrete facts. And <laughs> oh, if yeah. we got he, rid of all Muslims, terrorism would go down by 90%. Yeah, that's what he said. He reckoned. He reckons. By 90%. <laughs> I love when people use percentages that they reckon. <laughs> it's just the best combination. <laughs> You're really proving your smarts. <laughs> it's like oh if God. I just like yes. went around being like, you have the right to remain silent. Like I heard this I somewhere and I'm using it. You have the right. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon vaccines cause autism. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's actually... <laughs> Next episode. That's a way bigger threat to America. Anyway. Okay. Than terrorism? Yeah. I agree. The, mm-hmm. the weirdos, the anti-vaxxers, that is. Not the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Vaccinate your kids. Um, okay. <sighs> All right. My case. We're tackling so many topics. So much all We're just ping-ponging all over the place, but why not? It's the wine and crime way. <laughs> okay, we have covered a lot of fucked-up shit on this show. Uh, mm-hmm. But this week was the first time that I actually had to stop mid-research because I was, like, literally shaking with rage. Um, and it wasn't even because of what this fucker did, which we'll get into... But it was because of, like, how the media was talking about him. Because they were so fucking sympathetic to this guy who was just... Mental health. Who was just a loser. Like, a million trillion signs point to loser. And they're so Mm -hmm. sympathetic to him because he's a middle-aged white guy. So, I just was, like, losing it. And I actually went to the gym for the first time in four months because I needed to, like, work out my rage. It did! <laughs> we need to read more about white male terrorism yeah. if that's yeah. the effect it's going to have. I had a really good workout because I was so angry. I ate a lot of chips. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Yeah. Okay. Mine made me take a nap. <laughs> we all cope in different mm-hmm. ways. Self-care. What up? Okay. So, my case. I'm going to start with the crime and then and then go into the background. So... John Russell Rusty Hauser uh, was a 59-year-old... I already hate him. Yeah, I already hate him. I know. Ugh. Um, He's a (laughs) 59-year-old white man who fatally shot two women, seriously wounded nine other people, and then um, killed himself. This was all during a showing of the movie Trainwreck... Oh, I remember oh, no. that. Yeah. Written by Fuck. and starring the female comedian Amy Schumer. Okay. It's a great movie. So this is just another big middle finger to Alan because I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick a white guy who got pissed at a female comedian for no goddamn reason. Yep. Yeah. As you mm-hmm. should. Yeah. Who likes to drink. Yeah. 
And that's okay. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And who has a round face? Okay? That's and blonde hair. And blonde hair. <laughs> a round blonde. Uh, it's fine. And ample breasts. Yeah. Big, big titties. <laughs> I maybe... Soft <laughs> bodies are beach bodies. <laughs> maybe I identify... And no, you can't okay. touch it. <laughs> I identify a little bit too strong with Amy Schumer, apparently. Okay. I think we all do. <laughs> And a round face. And a round face. (laughs) Who enjoys sex? What? Why? Well, that's where I draw the line. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag proposed down. Okay. So, on Thursday, July 23rd, 2015, Rusty went to the Grand 16 movie theater in Lafayette, Louisiana, Mm -hmm. and bought a ticket to Trainwreck, despite the the film having already started 10 minutes prior. So, the show had already started, but he still wanted to buy a ticket, and they were like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. You missed the best part, the previews. Right. I'm telling you. Um, So, the theater wasn't wasn't a very big theater, and it wasn't very crowded, because it was a, a Thursday showing um right so there were about 25 people in that uh room and then there were 300 people in the building uh rusty sat in the second to last row and after a few minutes of being there he stood up and pulled a 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun from his pants and opened fire on the crowd jesus fucking christ yep he fired at least 13 rounds and reloaded at least once, which is, like, extra disgusting, the reloading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, There's something yeah. about that that's just, like, duh. Um, okay. Like, I meant this so much, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Again, I'm going to yes, take my exactly. fucking time while everyone is screaming and panicking and, like, clutching their loved ones. I'm going to take the time to fucking mm-hmm. reload and then fire again. Like, just so mm-hmm. cruel and calculating. Um, Fuck you. Okay, so then Rusty, uh, I don't know why he stopped shooting, because he had more rounds, but he stopped shooting and tried to exit the theater out of a side door to get to his car, which was a <laughs> fucking oh, no. blue 1995 Lincoln Continental. Because of my guy escaped in a blue car. It wasn't a Lincoln. I think it was a Ford. But what the fuck? Like a powder blue old man. Yeah, like a twenty-year-old blue Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. What is it with white male terrorists and their powder blue old man cars? (laughs) Right, smelling of cigars and farts. The correlation is very strong. Yeah, with like plush seats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where the front has that bucket seat. So like, yeah. It's there's no center console to keep you safe <laughs> from his reach. From groping from hands. Um, oh my god. Wandering hands. Okay, so he tried he tried to like sneak out of the theater out the side door along with the panicked crowd. Like he tried to blend in with the survivors um to exit. Wow. Could they identify him at all? Or I mean, it's, it's in a dark movie theater, and so panicked, it must have been tough. Yeah, I think I'm. Sh- I think some people absolutely, definitely did because um, the police got to the scene super quickly. They got there uh, less than a minute after getting the first 
phone call that the shooting oh was my God. That's amazing. Yeah. So like good on you. Mm-hmm. Good work, police. Nice job. Boys in blue. I know we rip on you a lot, but But that was solid. That's awesome. You nailed it. Yeah, less than a minute. Nice. I have a question we will about celebrate your victories yeah. when they happen. What kind of gun was it? I'm wondering how big it was. Like I it think was... a semi-automatic gun is I think of a larger gun. Um, no, it was a handgun. They, oh. Yeah, they exist. And I don't know anything about guns, but it was a handgun and forty caliber, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, okay. Okay, and so because the police got there so quickly, Rusty realized that he wasn't going to be able to get to his car and, like, drive away, which was his plan. So he, inside the theater, he fatally shot himself through the mouth. Oh, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Let us bring you to justice Mm -hmm. for once, Mm -hmm. you fucking Mm -hmm. assholes. Mm -hmm. You fucking But also not by Burger King. No. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. There are limits. But, like, uh, you should have rotted in jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hate that shit. He took took the, quote, easy way out, which I would never call suicide that if not involved with a fucking terror attack. Um, No. In this case, it was the easy fucking way out. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. The invest... Oh. Yeah. He's disgusting. He fucking sucks. Just wait. Um, All right. The investigation... Investigators quickly discovered that Rusty had been staying at the nearby Motel 6. (laughs) This is why my mom will never let me book at a Motel 6. (laughs) She, like, follows up. (laughs) Oh, you're going out of town? You're staying in a hotel? What fucking hotel? Because I'm going to check all the ratings. If they've ever had a bed bug, you're not staying there. (laughs) It better better not be La Quinta, okay? If they've ever had the criminal... We're rebooking. You're canceling. Your vacation mm-hmm. is canceled. <laughs> um, okay. My mom doesn't care where I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm usually a continent away, so my mom's lucky to know, like, what city I'm in. Um, okay, so he's staying at a Motel 6 where he had a stash of cheap disguises, including wigs and glasses. Oh, great. My favorite For, combo. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. And he had notes detailing possible getaway plans. So he was clearly, his plan was to get back to his car and, like, speed away and possibly commit further attacks later on. We don't know. But to, like, escape. Right. Yeah. Was he, do we know if he was specifically targeting people in that particular movie yes we do or yes so uh let her get to it well i can say it now investigators believe that rusty had been scoping out movie theaters as potential targets for several weeks leading up to the shooting possibly while disguised as a woman um and that he apparently chose the showing of train wreck due to his misogynist anti-feminist and anti-semitic views because amy schumer is jewish yeah. Is he uh, the older dude, these photos with the blue eyes? Yeah. Yeah, he's 59. So there will be photos he on looks the blog. Deranged. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot of background. Oh, he was why a is nut he job. wearing a yellow polo? Come on. <laughs> you can do better. A yellow polo and a powder blue Lincoln Continental. Fuck At off. At a Motel 6. Yeah. You're awful. Okay, um, so. 
he had, his plan was to escape, but the cops got there too quickly, and it foiled his plan. Um, the gun that he had used, he had legally purchased at a pawn shop a year earlier. Mm-hmm. Rusty passed the instant background check, despite having been accused of domestic violence. Stop. Having multiple members of his family have protective orders against him. So, like, orders of protection, restraining orders against him. Multiple members of his family. So, his ex-wife, his daughter, his daughter's husband. I forget who else. They all had... But gun laws aren't a problem Mm -hmm. in this country. Yeah. Oh, there's... Don't worry about it. Oh, there's more. Uh, There's more. So, he bought this handgun legally, despite the domestic violence stuff and the orders of protection, despite having been denied a concealed carry permit because of a previous arson arrest, which we will get to later. this shit. And despite having once been involuntarily committed for mental health issues. Okay, can I just say one quick thing? Oh, yeah. One tiny thing. Oh, yeah, thing. get it, girl. I don't hate guns in general. I have been, I have been taught how to use a firearm. Mm-hmm. I have gone to a gun range and shot guns. Mm-hmm. I have great respect for what guns are used for and, like, the potential danger of guns. Mm-hmm. And I'm not out there trying to take everybody's guns away like every fucking mm-hmm. idiot Republican, mm-hmm. sorry if you're a Republican and not an idiot, I not exclusively sorry. mean the idiot Republicans, says that us Democrats are trying to do. Mm-hmm. But this is the shit, mm-hmm. this is the fucking shit mm-hmm. that makes gun control laws in this country look absolutely mm-hmm. fucking It ridiculous. makes my blood boil. I've gone to, um, I've gone to a Sandy shooting range. Hook. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough to change the laws, I don't know what, how much worse could it get? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing, nothing, no attack is going to change the laws. The only thing that's going to change the laws is... Is the lawmakers? Is the lawmakers, and the only way the lawmakers are going to change is if we vote Democrats in. The NRA Mm. is too powerful. They have every fucking Republican in the palm of their hand. So much money. Yeah. So much money. Yeah. They pay so many members of the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. and just, it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, anyway, so. Follow the money, people. He bu- Follow mm-hmm. the money. Yeah, he bought this fucking handgun perfectly legally, despite obviously being deranged and violent, is what we're I saying. I can't. Okay, there are more, more about the arson and the being involuntarily committed later. Um <sighs> Okay, the autopsy also revealed that Rusty had been slightly intoxicated at the time of the shooting with a blood alcohol level of 0.1, which is above the legal limit to drive, probably less than where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to be honest. Ditto. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? He also had posted online uh, a lot of neo-Nazi far-right, alt-right, Bullshit Ugh. online, and we'll get to that later on. Nazi, yeah, bullshit, yeah, fucking yeah. Nazi bullshit, alt right? Yeah, because alt right is not a thing. Yeah, it's just Nazis. It's Nazi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So this segment I like to call media coverage versus reality. Oh no. Mm. Okay. So what if there's the- not enough wine in the world to process this? It's it, to see. Yeah. Yeah. 
One of CNN's subheadings in an article that I found about the shooting refers to Rusty as, quote, an enterprising figure. What? Yep. What the fuck does that even mean? They were basically... They're a subheading of an article. So there, you know, there's like the title and then there are like four subheadings, right? One of them was an, yeah. on, an enterprising figure. So what the fuck? just let's compare this to reality. At the time of the attack, he was an unemployed, penniless drifter. He, what an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn Which it. might be on my tombstone if this podcast uh-huh. doesn't take off. No, uh-huh. but you know what? Even my fucking salary job would probably look to be looked upon lower because I'm a female in the service industry uh-huh. than this fucking guy who is listed as an enterprising figure uh-huh. after a shooting in a fucking uh-huh. movie theater. Yeah. So and after guys, I hate everything. I'm really drunk. This is not going to be good. <laughs> this is turning <laughs> ugly. Taking my sweatshirt off. I'm starting to boil. <laughs> uh. Rusty had recently borrowed money from his estranged mother and brother, neither of whom he had spoken to in almost 10 years, before randomly calling them out of the blue and begging for money. Of course. Okay. Classic. He had also... Classic Rusty, am Classic I right? Rusty, Classic am I right? Rusty. <laughs> uh, he had previously owned several bars and taverns, but his liquor license had been revoked years earlier after being both arrested for public drunkenness and being caught <laughs> serving alcohol to minors. What oh a my fucking idiot. God, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and Jesus. it gets better. It gets better. This man is so stupid. This man is so stupid. After this happened, so after his liquor license was revoked for, like, the most obvious thing of serving alcohol to minors, um, <laughs> good old Rusty decided to hang a giant swastika banner the size of a bedsheet outside of his closed bar in protest. Like, protesting what? Oh, what? Protest. Was he the Nazi or were they the Nazis for shutting him down for breaking the law? The, oh my God. The federal no, law. Fucking, the sense. federal law was the Nazis. No, fucking excellent question because he tried to like straddle both. So literally <laughs> his justification for the swastika banner, which he had custom made. Stop. Was and printed also, that bullshit. Shame on you for printing that. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Lucy. Yeah. Shame on yeah. you. What the fuck? Yeah, you don't need to print that. Um, you can just be like, nah, no, go away. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Draw it yourself on paper with magic marker like any other hardworking <laughs> Nazi. <laughs> You're a lazy Asshole. Nazi. Fucking lazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the worst kind of Nazi. <laughs> so his he's he quoted to a journalist, a local journalist, the re, his justification for using the swastika banner was the people who used it, the Nazis, they did what they damn well pleased. Okay, so part of it is praising the Nazis, and then the other part of it was the local city council were being Nazis for like over regulating his bar. Um, I can't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I'm overly sensitive because I had to dig through my late grandfather's, like, war- World War II memorabilia today looking for his discharge papers, mm-hmm. and there's, like, obviously 
some German shit that he collected, and it's very fucking emotional yeah. to look at that shit. But you don't, to prove a point about you breaking the law yeah. and having your fucking liquor license taken, you do not hang... I, I just... I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't. My grandfather fucking landed on Omaha Beach on D-Day. If you want to wave a fucking swastika in this country, I will show up to your door and punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. Hashtag mm-hmm. punch Nazis. God bless the vitamins. <laughs> God bless the vitamins. God bless them. Um... Yeah, Fuck. the swastika banner uh, had to be couldn't have been, couldn't be removed for at least four weeks because of the First Amendment. So the city council was Which, like, "The moment four weeks is up, we can take it down, but we can't." Until I mean, then. God bless the First Amendment. Yeah. but can you please keep your fucking swastika and your Confederate flag waving yeah. to a fucking minimum? You yeah. giant piece of shit. How? What was the four week period? I don't know. There must have been like a local statute interpreting mm-hmm. the First Amendment that said like, you know, pretty much anything goes for at least four weeks and then after that the city can can dub it a public nuisance or something. But heaven forbid mm-hmm. I show my nipple. Yeah. In public. <laughs> yeah. Either one of them. You know what? I'm, show, I'm showing my nipple to my microphone right now. Fuck that. Literally always. What up? I'm not as drunk as you guys. All right. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Fair enough. Because that enough. had nothing to do with I've seen your nipples, see though. They're nipples? very I cute, got love. Nipples. I got two nipples. I also have nipples. They're enormous. <laughs> Feast your eyes. They're enormous. <laughs> they are. They're like Ritz crackers with Rolos on top. So big, you guys. <laughs> You'd think I'd had a litter of pups by now. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. So, more... more. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> more media coverage versus reality with this fucker. Um, right. All right, the same CNN article said... Quote, Rusty was involved in local politics. Oh, which, was he seated on city council? <laughs> racism doesn't count yeah. as being political, this, I think. This no. is what they were referring to. Rusty had once run for city tax commissioner, a position his father had previously held, so he had, like, the name recognition. But he was forced to withdraw from the election when he was caught stealing his opponent's yard signs. yeah yeah but nazis could do whatever the fuck they wanted why can't i yeah so i can steal your yard signs and hang my fossica that's what the media interprets because you're white as being involved in local politics um running once for a seat he didn't get means being involved he had to drop out of the race because he committed a crime (laughs) <laughs> yeah Kenyon remember when we stole the political yeah, sign we did because the guy who was running for some city council in a different city yeah. his last name was Beer just Beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. inappropriate so we, so we stole the sign like, apparently that's a felony I don't know I don't know I'm sorry he was encouraging underage drinking I think you were doing God's work <laughs> That's true. We left, we like woke up like an hour early and drove like far away (laughs) to get this sign and then drove to school. Like it was like a mission. So you just wanted it because you thought it was funny. It was not activism. It was not activism. No. (laughs) We were 16 years old and we wanted a sign that said beer on it. And then we had to hide it from Kenyon's mom. Yep. 
Oh and I think my we God. hid it so well that it never resurfaced. It's, I don't know what the gone. fuck we did with that buried sign. in my old yard. Probably, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Along with the broken you couldn't vase. couldn't even enjoy it. Yeah. The, the only, and a bunch of marshmallows. <laughs> the only way Elizabeth wouldn't find something that we're doing, that we're trying to hide from her, is if we just completely destroy it and act like it never happened. Which is that no, a great hide it at my house. Why didn't you learn? Oh, dang. Everything was so easy to stash at my house. That's so true. That's very true. Dang. Okay, okay, okay. I've got some more. I've got some more about fucking Rusty. News articles noted his, quote, history of political activism, which Mm -hmm. entailed trolling city council meetings and calling into conservative radio talk shows about far-right anti-government conspiracy theories. Oh, right. Political activism. Sure, sure. He was known for calling local officials at all hours of the night to spout his delusional bullshit, and when they hung Mm -hmm. up on him, he would just call them back repeatedly. How was this guy not in prison a long time before? Because he's white. Because he doesn't have a lot of melanin in his skin. This is precisely how I call Pizza Hut, and they have now blocked my number. You just call over and over after they hang up on you. When they hang up on me for my absurd order, I call over and over and over again. I just just choked on white wine, and it really hurts. (laughs) Your menu says you have chicken wings and pizza. Put the fucking chicken wings on my pizza. It's not that hard. Fuck you, Pizza Hut. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Do you have boneless chicken wings? Put them on that pizza, bitch. I'm not asking for you to reinvent the wheel here. I don't care if you're not authorized to handle the boneless nuggets. And Just... Pizza Hut, if you're listening, that coupon wasn't expired. How dare you? Oh, my God. There okay. was no limit in the fine print. Mm, I'm mad about a lot of things. It's bubbling up. It's bubbling up. Yeah. Boiling over, y'all. Like the cheese on your delicious slices of pizza that I am apparently not allowed to have. I want pizza so bad right now. (laughs) Do you need to go, like, rinse your throat? Yeah, I have a bottle of water here. Give me a sec. Okay. A local paper described Rusty as, quote, highly intelligent, but had, quote, legal issues. So now we're going to loop back to what these legal issues were. He was caught by police trying to hire a man to set fire to a local attorney's office and in the process kill the attorney. But the man that... So like a hit man, basically. He hired a Mm -hmm. hit arsonist. Yeah, but that arsonist turned out to be a paid police informant. Oh yes, yes, justice oh is God. sweet. Um, but uh, dumb piece of shit. Okay, so his motivation for setting fire to this attorney's office was the fact that the attorney represented it. Or, sorry, represented pornographic theaters as clients, and Rusty just disapproved of that. Are you kidding me? He had no he had God. no relationship to this attorney. He just was a nut job. 
he just found go out this factoid. Yeah. Yeah. And he fixated on it yeah. and he had violent tendencies, obviously, and that was his most logical solution. Yep. Yep. And just be like every other mom with an I want to speak to a manager haircut <laughs> and fucking show up at like local fucking town halls and complain. Right. You don't mm-hmm. need to light anyone on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And he literally said to the paid police informant, I don't care if he dies. Meaning the lawyer. The attorney. Oh my god. Also, the fuck this guy doesn't look at porn. Like, the exactly. fuck you don't. Right. Also, okay. Come on, Rusty. So, You've given yourself a rusty trombone and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't want to know what that means. Don't Google it. Please do not Google it. Yeah. I'm Googling it right no. now. No. <laughs> oh my god. We're going to get the best gas. Yeah. Um. All right, so the attorney declined to press charges as long as Rusty got uh, mental health help, and so that was when he was temporarily involuntarily committed. Okay. All right, so he literally tried to kill a man by hiring a hitman. But let's still let him not buy a in gun. jail. Yeah, still not in jail, can still buy a gun. Um, uh-huh. The newspapers. <laughs> Lucy Sorry, just found I out what a rusty it. trombone is. <laughs> say it, say it, say well, it. Well, they spelled masturbated wrong. Oh. So I don't know how okay. reliable this it's a bad is. Sign. Just read it for fuck's sake. <laughs> when you are having your. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, I hope my dad's not listening. When you are having your <laughs> cock masturbated and your ass lick at the same time. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Lowercase t. This creates a music sound like ah. Okay, but also like imagine the mouth on the mouthpiece of the trombone and the hand on the oh. slide. There's that's a Wikipedia really entry from. for this also. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a diagram. There's a diagram. <laughs> It'll be on the drive. Yes. <laughs> Putting it on the drive. Right. I'm just drunk enough to love all of this. (laughs) No. I'm totally not trivializing this fucking asshole's crime. Mm -hmm. But but I've never heard of a rusty trombone before. You've never heard of it? It Uh uh. It's now in the drive. All right, Kenyon, you thought a blowjob was kissing someone all over until like two weeks ago, so let's calm down here. (laughs) It's a bit of an exaggeration, but not a huge exaggeration. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, I love you so much. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, newspapers repeatedly mentioned that the shooter was the son of a very good man. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Right? Yeah, Who his dad was? Matter. Right? Also, his dad was oh a tax God. commissioner. Wasn't he? Wasn't fucking Gandhi? Yeah. Right. I don't even know. Um, he was the Gandhi of taxes in this rural yeah. town. Um, media also described Rusty as, quote, in tune with a lot of issues that were going on in the community and a bit of a, an eccentric gadfly. Okay. What the fuck? This, um, is, are all of these quotes from the same no. article? No, no, This is widespread wow. information about this criminal. Yep. Yep. This is, this is why I was like shaking with rage. So he's an eccentric gadfly that likes to post in online forums praising Hitler's accomplishments and musing and wishing that the Oklahoma City bomber Timothy McVeigh were still alive. No. So eccentric. He's just so eccentric. Oh. 
He's a racist. Yeah. No, period. He's just in tune with a lot of issues. Yeah, going on in no. the community. He's in tune with the community. And that's why he was flagged for his extremist potential by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Mm-hmm. Did Steve Bannon write all of these articles? Yeah, right? Ugh, fucking Jesus. probably. Okay, so this fucker had a history of erratic behavior and ominous threats. He had a combative attitude. He was described as rude. He frequently had petty-ass lawsuits all the time. Like, I couldn't even get into all these fucking lawsuits that he would uh, try to pull. He had all these serious run-ins with the law. Um, and uh, just one interjection. If all of this applied to a female perpetrator, this woman would be raked across the coals. She would have had just a lobotomy by now. Yeah. yeah. Was, you're hysterical. Yeah. We need to drive a stake into yeah. your you brain. You need to relax. Yeah. She'd be, like, oh. tied down and medicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been divorced. He had been estranged from his entire family who had protective orders against him. He was evicted from several houses. He had several failed oh careers. He had several failed attempts at running for political office. He's a fucking loser. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the media called him an enterprising figure. So Fuck that yeah. shit. All right. My last thing is just uh, we should honor and talk about the victims of this fucking mm-hmm. loser because they were mm-hmm. amazing women. Um, mm-hmm. So who were just going to see a funny movie yeah. mm-hmm. about a funny lady on a Thursday. Yeah. 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 So one of them was 21-year-old Macy Bro. She was a student with a 3.8 GPA at Louisiana State University. She was studying to become a radiologist. There are photos on the drive and will be on the blog. She was absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Um, Mm -hmm. Her boyfriend was her high school sweetheart, and he was also shot and seriously wounded but survived. Um, Mm. Yeah, so she was going to become a radiologist and probably marry her high school sweetheart, and she was just killed. And probably contribute to society and save lots of lives and do amazing things. Yeah, yeah. And also, jokes on you, far-right asshole, because she was a pro-life activist, so Mm -hmm. fuck you. Um, Jesus Christ. The other... Well, thank you, Macy. Yeah, yeah. For all you did. Macy, bro, beautiful human inside and out. Um, the other victim was Jillian Johnson. She was 33 years old. She co-owned a successful gift shop business with her husband, and she loved uh, Cajun folk music and was a really excellent musician and was in a band called The Figs. Mm. Um, and she... Thank you, Jillian. heard of that band. Yeah? It's possible. The Figs. I I was watching a movie earlier today in which one of the characters was wearing a t-shirt with the band name The Figs on it. No way. What are the fucking chances of that? That's crazy. That is really weird. I'm Um, Googling that right now, too. Yeah. I'm going to try to find... There are some YouTube videos of her playing in the band, so I want to put those on the Mm -hmm. blog as well just to honor her because, like, these are, Mm -hmm. like, talented, creative loving, loved people that were just killed for no fucking reason. Um, And then one more story about uh, victims of the attack. So these people survived, but there were two women uh, who both worked at the local high school and one was a librarian and and she jumped on top of the other one who was a school teacher to shield her from the bullets. So she like 
you know, she didn't know that she was going to survive, but this, this librarian lady just jumped on top of her friend to try to protect her the moment the shooting wow. started. God. Yeah. I can't promise I would do that for either of you, but I really admire. I can't that she either. I can get my ass out of there. But <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm a I'm a flight kind of gal. I'm not a fight a kind of f- gal. But I love I'm... you as much as that. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> to take my take me at my word. Oh my god! So they both survived. They both survived, but they were both shot. Um, wow. Yeah, but they so both the survived. two there were two fatalities. Then these two women, two fatalities, mm-hmm. and nine others seriously wounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, three if you count that motherfucker shooting himself in the face. I don't count it. Yeah, I don't count it. Yeah. That is not a fatality. That is a fucking bullshit cop-out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, last, last thing. The political response. Remember, this is in Louisiana, and I know that mm-hmm. there are progressives in Louisiana, and I'm not trying to paint the whole state as bad like we do with Wisconsin, because that's just objectively bad. But it is bad. the deep south. Um, it's, act- it's literally the deep south, not like Kentucky. It's the real deep south. <laughs> um, but <laughs> then-GOP governor of Louisiana, Bobby Jindal... Um, the only thing he had to say about the whole shooting was praising law enforcement and their response, mm-hmm. which is like, yes, they had, which was, they had a great response. They were there in less right. than a minute. Like, that's amazing. But there's so much more going on here yeah. that you could acknowledge and you didn't. Yeah. You made a conscious decision to not mention any of the other factors, to not turn this into a platform for fucking gun reform, mm-hmm. to not mental health address this as... I mean, yeah, sure, mental health, but not address this as fucking terrorism, domestic mm-hmm. terrorism. Mm-hmm. And then and misogyny. Yep. And mm-hmm. anti-Semitism. I would argue that this is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was on neo-Nazi sites praising Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like, where do we talk about that? Um, and then also a Louisiana state representative who's actually a Democrat, so shame on you, uh, their only mm. response was introducing a bill, which I don't think ever passed, uh, that would have required movie theaters to have metal detectors. That's not the issue. Yep. No. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. So. We're not going to take your guns away. We're just going to put in metal detectors. Yeah. Happy now? Fucking Bye. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Consider it swept under the rug. So that is what the fuck Rusty Hauser bullshit nonsense. Your turn. Well, in the spirit of continuing to hate everything, (laughs) let's talk about Scott Roeder. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can't fucking wait. First, I'm going to top off my wine. Yep, I just did. Almost done with the bottle. That's a little bit scary. Same Z's, <laughs> and actually, it all fit in my glass, so I'm done with the box. <laughs> Here we go. All right. <clears throat> On May 31st, 2009, George Tiller, a physician from Wichita, Kansas, who is nationally known for being one of the few doctors in the United States to perform late-term abortions. Oh, no, I know about Now, this before you too. fucking freak out about the whole late-term abortion thing, it's not... It wasn't a, oh, I'm six months pregnant, I want to get rid of this baby. No, it's for... It's perform a late term. To save the life yes. of the mother, or it's because the fetus is, like, probably not going to survive long past birth, or, you know? Correct. Or already dead. Yes! Correct. And yes. also, to make it clear, if you are three days outside of, like, the official mm-hmm. first 
trimester, mm-hmm. that's classified as a late-term abortion. And it's all in the eyes of the government. Fucking and it's estimates fucking estimates anyway. Not. You know, mm-hmm. you can't no. necessarily really verify the date of conception. No, mm-hmm. and I just I am pro-choice. I just want to make this clear. Mm-hmm. I commend Tiller's work. Period. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to talk about that again. Mm-hmm. There is a documentary on Netflix about him and his legacy, and it is wonderful. Oh, yep. I mean, it's not, it might be HBO, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So, okay. so this man, George Tiller, was murdered by Scott Roeder. Mm-hmm. Tiller was killed during a Sunday morning service at his church. Oh, my God. Inside of his church. Tiller was shot in the head at point-blank range. He was wearing body armor. What? As he had been since, yes, as he had been since 1998 when the FBI told him he was being targeted by anti-abortion militants. Oh, my God. Keep listening. It's the fucking worst. Oh, my fucking What year was he shot? He was shot in in 2009. So he'd been wearing body armor for 11 years. Almost 10 years. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. You're right. Eleven years. What dedication it's like to his well, profession. Well, Tiller had a long history of being targeted for violence by Christian right terrorists. In nineteen eighty six, his clinic was firebombed oh because he performed abortions. Then in nineteen ninety three, Tiller was shot five times by female Christian right terrorist Shelley Shannon, who is now serving time in federal prison, but he did survive the attack. So shortly thereafter, he's attacked in 1986 by this woman, Shelley. He's been told now by the FBI that he is a consistent target. You know, within 10 years of that, he's literally wearing body armor full time every time he leaves his house. In church. Oh, my God. He went to Sunday service in body armor. Given that Tiller had been the victim of an attempted murder and received countless death threats after that, Fox News would have done well to avoid fanning the flames of unrest. Oh, my but God. instead, Bill O'Reilly repeatedly referred to him as, quote, Tiller the baby killer. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When Roeder murdered Tiller, O'Reilly condemned the attack, but did so in a way that was lukewarm at best. I can't even. Uh, journal- yeah. Like all of his pseudo-not-really apologies. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's Keith fucking called O'Reilly out. He is a monster. And Keith Olbermann uh, called him out and denounced him as a, quote, facilitator for domestic terrorism and a blindly irresponsible man. Good, good. And there's a couple other people who kind of weighed in on this. Crazy for God author Frank Schaefer, who was formerly a figure on the Christian right but has since become kind of critical of the movement, Mm -hmm. asserted that the Christian right's extreme anti-abortion rhetoric helped create the climate that made this murder likely to happen. If you murder people, you're not Christian. No, Just Just like if you commit terrorism and you murder people, you're not Muslim. You know? You're Mm -hmm. you're just a murderer. Yep. You don't get to claim a mantle of faith. Like, you just suck. And because Ann Coulter can't keep her fucking grimy hands off of anything, yeah. she viewed the she viewed Tiller's murder as a source of comic relief, telling Bill O'Reilly, quote, I don't really like to think of it as a murder. It was terminating Tiller in the two hundred third trimester. I can't I cannot. <gasps> she said oh that she God. said that on Bill O'Reilly. Oh, what a piece of shit. 
She's a garbage person. Uh, and it just shows the double standard when it comes to terrorism on the part of many Republicans. It yeah. is yeah. fucking obvious. Yeah. And Yeah, can you imagine I mean, I, can you imagine if a Muslim person you know, foreign born or native born yep. to the United States yep. firebombed a Fox News affiliate? No. I was just going to say, at Fox News, Islamic or Muslim terrorism is a source of fucking nonstop fear-mongering, mm-hmm. but Christian right terrorism gets a pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, the, the, word, the T word isn't even mentioned in this situation. Oh, my God. So, Roeder was arrested within three hours of the shooting, and he was charged with first-degree murder. He publicly confessed to the killing, telling the Associated Press that he had shot Tiller because, quote, pre-born children's lives were in imminent danger. Roder was found born? guilty, okay. yeah, like on un, unborn children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roder was found guilty of first degree murder and two counts of aggravated assault, and sentenced to life imprisonment without any chance of parole. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although he just barely missed the qualifications in this state for um, capital punishment, so he mm-hmm. was not able to be sentenced to death. But I almost think it's better to have him just rot in jail forever. Well, I'm yeah. I'm against the death penalty. It, it's it's one of the things that I mean I'm I'm pretty far left on most things just naturally, mm-hmm. and I it's taken me a while to become opposed to the death penalty, but I am right. I just I mean the only reason I'm on the fence about it is because it's more fucking burdenous to the taxpayer to keep a goddamn murderer alive in prison for fucking. However long. Mm. Well, Other than that, yeah, it depends on how they're killed. Because actually, some of yeah. these sometimes the injection drugs are more expensive than just keeping the fucker alive. Right. That's like my one conservative view. Is like I don't know, just fucking kill him. But I'm just also a drunk rambling idiot, and I have different <laughs> views on it every single time I think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. much opposed to the death penalty, but there are some fucking people mm-hmm. who come across my path where I'm like, if I could kill you, I fucking would. There's some people can't... that I just want to throw into like a Hunger Games scenario. Like yeah. I just want to like see them try to fight for their lives. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't harp too and much on that. And if they survive, then fine, they survive. No, if they survive, right. then a- we still kill them. It's a complicated, it's too complicated. I can't, it's not a black and white issue. It's a lot. Mm. But I respect both sides of that argument as I am quite literally straddling it Mm -hmm. as we speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hashtag straddling. So prior to the shooting, (laughs) Roeder was not among the people monitored as potential threats by some abortions rights groups, which I can't figure out why. Including the state chapter of a national organization for women. So he's fucking flying under the radar somehow. I don't wow. know how, okay. but he is. It's been reported that neither the FBI nor the local police arrested him in the days leading up to the murder, despite reports and evidence that he had vandalized a women's clinic the week before and the day before. Oh. So he's like actively. Well, he was. It sounds like access. he was testing the waters. It sounds like he was trying Mm -hmm. to see if he was going to get caught. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how much he could get away with. Yeah. In a telephone call from prison, Roeder confessed to the press that he had shot and killed Tiller and declared that he felt no remorse. He did not give a fuck. Mm. So, a little bit of background on this guy. He had been a member of the anti-government Montana Freeman group. Oh, God. He was stopped in Topeka, Kansas in April of 96 while displaying a placard on his car reading sovereign citizen in lieu of a license plate. 
He had no driver's license, no Ugh. vehicle <laughs> registration, no proof of insurance. And yet these fuckers pretend to be patriots. It's like the mm-hmm. people with Confederate flags. That mm-hmm. flag is a symbol of trying to of secede. Racism. No, yeah. but if you're just just think about it in terms of patriotism, like obviously it has so much more important symbology in terms of race mm-hmm. that also needs to be considered. But if you just think about it in terms of patriotism, that flag mm-hmm. is a symbol of trying to secede from the country. Literally yep. trying to leave the country and start a new country and you pretend that, that you're slavery. a patriot. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's all bullshit. But these narrow-minded, narrow-minded fucking idiots do not have the capacity to view it that way. Mm-hmm. Even when it's been explicitly laid out to them that way in front of their faces. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. Alan. Sorry, so anyway, Alan. Fuck you, Alan. He's pulled over, and police um, search his car and discover explosives. So explosive charges, a fuse cord, it's like all these pieces that will fucking make a bomb. Mm-hmm. A pound of gunpowder and nine volt batteries. Ugh. Oh my, that's a so lot of gunpowder. It's a lot. So he is um, arrested and sentenced to two years probation. He does not see jail time for this. Of However, course, of course. It, of course not. In July of 1997, it gets worse. <laughs> Um, so first it it gets worse for him and then it gets better for him. His probation is revoked because he fails to pay taxes because he's some fucking, you know, Mm -hmm. what does he call it? Sovereign citizen. Mm -hmm. He's sentenced to 16 months in prison. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is supposed to be followed by 24 month parole supervision. Supervision. I'm very drunk. I'm sorry. (laughs) He files notice of appeal. And was represented by a state-funded attorney who challenged the basis of the original search that found the explosive and all the bomb components in his car. Mm-hmm. Challenges it. This challenge wins. Oh, my God. The Kansas Court of Appeals overturns his conviction, ruling that the search of Roder's car had been illegal. Mm. Even though he was pulled over for not having proper plates, mm-hmm. he was found to not have a driver's license, he did not have proof of insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy... Is mm-hmm. fucking guilty yeah, on a million levels. Yeah, who's his lawyer? I don't know, but we should keep black, him on retainer. If he were black and driving around He'd without a driver's license and license plates, he would With be fucking dead. With explosives in his trunk? I mean, I'm not making a joke. I, he'd be shot. He would be dead. I think, mm-hmm. I, I honestly 100% believe that a black man driving without any license, any proof of insurance, an improper license plate, and explosives in his trunk, you think some cop is not going to fucking go mm-hmm. off and fear for his life and shoot that man? Mm-hmm. And I then, mean, I'm it's sorry, that but... It wasn't just a lack of license plate either. It was a, I'm a sovereign citizen. It's, yep. it's, it's aggressive. Yeah. It is. It's a fuck you. But he was mm-hmm. probably driven through a fucking drive-thru at Taco Bell before he went to prison. Oh, I really want so Taco Roder Bell, So Roder is though. released after serving only eight months. He's released. Oh, my God. So according to the Anti-Defamation League, Roder belonged to a group called the Sovereign Citizen Movement, which believes that virtually all existing government in the United States is illegitimate. The ADL's national director, Abraham Foxman, stated that Roeder's attachment to extreme causes extended beyond anti-abortion extremism. His extremism cross-pollinated between anti-government extremism and anti-abortion extremism and led to violence and murder, like Mm -hmm. no duh. Mm -hmm. And like, fuck you for even making a statement. But anyway, after being Mm -hmm. charged with murder... 
Roeder frequently called an Associated Press reporter from the county jail. He complained about being treated like a criminal and about having his been characterized in other media as having been anti-government, which he fucking was. You're like, an anti-government criminal. You're an anti-government <laughs> criminal. I mean, that's literally what you are, and you towed it around in a fucking car with yeah. sovereign citizen on it. Like, if if somebody tried to be like, you're a fucking drunk feminist, I'd be like, yeah. Yes. So Roder tells a reporter, <laughs> Roder tells a reporter, quote, I want people to stop and think. It's not anti-government. It's anti-corrupt government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for making that distinction, you fucking asshole. Oh, my God. Jesus. So David Leach, publisher of Prayer and Action News, my new top hit <laughs> for news source. Bookmarked. This is a magazine that regards <laughs> the killing of abortion providers as justifiable homicide. Mm-mm. Tells reporters Mm-mm. that he and Roder had met once in the late 90s and that Roder at the time had made written contributions to Leach's publication. Mm-hmm. Leach published the Army of God Manual, which advocates <gasps> the killing of providers of abortion and contains bomb-making instructions. There's in literally the no difference between that and ISIS. Nope, there isn't. No. But this is not classified as a terrorist group because they're fucking white Christians. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating. They're not Christians. Mm-hmm. I know. They're not. They're fucking not. And I don't but think the words they... God and army should ever be in the same sentence, mm-hmm. personally. Absolutely not. The only time that applies is Dumbledore's army, and we all know how <laughs> I feel about that. DA, what up? Where's mm-hmm. our room of necessity? Yeah, I'm reading that book so, right now. Room of requirement, but you're dang. I was so close. So in January of 1996, (laughs) Jesus, they released an issue of this magazine, and a Kansas acquaintance of Rotors with the best name ever, Regina Dinwiddie. (laughs) Dimwiddie? Din, D I N. Dinwiddie. Oh my god, I thought it was Dimwiddie. I got so excited. Tells a reporter after Tiller's murder, quote, No, this woman's a horrific monster, so it's okay to make fun of her name. Lucy, 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 this is definitely your drag name, Regina Dinwiddie. Regina Dinwiddie. What are you saying about me? No, nothing. It's just a great name. You were just the only one that didn't have one yet. And you're an <laughs> anti-abortion soldier in the Army of God. Regina right? Dinwiddie. Oh, my God. I'm it's Regina. It's <laughs> Regina. So she says, quote, I know that he believed in justifiable homicide. Okay, Which, I need to interject. First of mm-hmm. all, justifiable <laughs> homicide is cases Does of self-defense. Mm-hmm. You... It's never right. justifiable it homicide. This even even yep. if... Even if, as a society, we were to come to some sort of agreement that abortion was murder, which I don't believe it is, it still wouldn't be justifiable homicide because you don't just get to go around vigilante murdering people that you suspect of murder. You're absolutely right. No, but they can't. There are but cases justifiable of homicide self-def- doesn't exist. Self defense does exist. Right. I don't but think there justifiable are cases where if, like if you were under attack, Amanda, and I was standing right next to you, and someone was trying to kill you, and I killed your attacker, it's still self defense because the threat against you is as equal as the threat against me standing right next to you being attacked. Mm. Well, just theoretically, that could be how it's seen in some courts. You know, you're killing babies. I am not at all trying to defend this. I'm just saying legally, 
I, legally, they could frame it to say they're killing I, babies. I you understand know. the legal frame of justifiable homicide. I just don't like that term. I guess I, is what I'm saying. I still don't think it would fall. I think I think you would have to make an argument in court, and I still don't think it would apply, even if we as a society agreed that abortion was homicide, which it's not. Mm-mm. I still don't think maybe it's not. I just feel you'd like justifiable really, homicide is a, a term to make that work. I feel like justifiable justifiable homicide as a term is a way to say I don't agree with what you're doing, so I'm going to go kill you and try to get away with it. Yeah, that's not the same as I'm being attacked or someone I love is being attacked or someone sitting next to me is being attacked, and I'm going to defend that person. Yeah. by killing the attacker, it's not the same. Yeah. And maybe I'm just drunk and mad, but I just think it's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, just because so, you know, like an abortion provider, think about it. It's a building where like a professional in a white lab coat is mm-hmm. conducting their business. That's totally different than someone breaks into your house and is attacking your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you want to get a peek at what Regina Dinwiddie is up to... <laughs> She is an anti-abortion militant, and she is featured in the 2000 HBO documentary, quote, Soldiers in the Army of God. Oh, God. And she added, so you can look that up if you got HBO now, and DM me for my password if you need it. (laughs) She added that she had observed Roeder in 1996 enter a Kansas City Planned Parenthood abortion clinic, asked to speak to the physician there, and after staring at him for about 60 seconds... He says to him, I've seen you now, and then turns around and walks away. Oh, that feels great. That is a threat on your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And that is a felony. Yeah, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this behavior just kind of continues to be reiterated. Um, Eddie Ebiker was a roommate of Rotors, and they had met through the Freeman movement in the 90s. He tells a reporter after Tiller's murder that he and Roeder had considered themselves members of the Army of God. Ebiker said Roeder was obsessed with Tiller, the the physician that performed these abortions, Mm -hmm. and discussed killing him at length, but that Ebiker had warned him not to do so. Good on you. But also, (laughs) fuck you, because you're part of this movement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ebiker went by the name Wolfgang Anacon. I don't know. And believed that Roeder held, quote, high moral convictions in order to carry out this act and felt that Scott, Scott Tiller, oh, no, no, Scott Roeder, had a burden for all the children being murdered. In 2007, Roeder posted on the website of the anti-abortion group Operation Rescue that, quote, Tiller is the concentration camp Mengele of our day Mm -hmm. and needs to be stopped needs to be stopped before he and those who protect him bring judgment upon our nation. Clearly he had a very clear misunderstanding of what Mengele actually did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And if you're mm -hmm. wondering, you can take a look in one of our previous episodes. Mm -hmm, Which which mm -hmm. episode was that? Uh, Part two of the Dr. Nandy episode. Yeah, Doctors Who Kill. Angels of Death. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm, Angels mm -hmm, of Death. mm -hmm. Um, This was reported by the ADLs at defamation, blah, 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 center on extremism, noting that Roeder called for, quote, the closing of his death camp. Mm-hmm. So after Tiller's murder, officials from Operation Rescue, which had long opposed Tiller's abortion practices, but denounced the murder of Tiller, 
mm-hmm. said that Roder was not a contributor or member of the group. So they're trying to distance themselves oh, from him. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. However, the cell phone number for the Operation Rescue Senior Policy Advisor um, convicted clinic bomb plotter Cheryl Sullinger was found on the dashboard of Rotor's car. Sullinger tries to deny, to deny any contact with Rotor, but I think realizes the heat of the situation mm-hmm. and kind of takes it back mm-hmm. later and says that Rotor's interest was in court hearings involving Tiller and that he would call her up and ask, when does court start? What's the next hearing? And that she was just polite enough to give him the information because she had no reason not to. Quote, who knew? Who knew? You know what I mean? Oh, like whatever. He was going to go kill this guy. The point of your organization is to intimidate and and violently hurt slash kill mm-hmm. abortion providers. And then when one of yep. your fucking people gets caught, you disavow them. Like, mm-hmm. and with this information that he, I assume, got from her, he attended the one of the 2009 trials in which Tiller was acquitted of violating state abortion laws because he fucking wasn't violating them. And Roder called the trial a sham and felt the justice system failed in letting Tiller go free. That on May 30th, this is one day before Tiller is killed, a worker at a Kansas City clinic told the FBI that Roder had tried gluing the locks of the clinic shut. Something that Roder was suspected of doing there like years before. So he's done this more so than to once. Just try to prevent, them shut? to just try to prevent people gluing from getting shut. in? Yeah, trying to trying to close off access for women to health services. Because just like any other fucking closed-minded idiot, they see a clinic that performs abortions as only an abortion clinic. Right. When it's actually far more than that. Yeah, I've gotten a and fucking pap smear. And so he the fucking doors shut. Yeah, I exclusively go to Planned Parenthood for my gynecology services. Yeah. Exclusively. I I don't even think it's fair to call them abortion clinics. It's They're a not. fucking clinic. Yeah. It's yeah. a women's health clinic, yeah. period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my, I have relied on them exclusively in the past. My sister currently relies on it exclusively, like, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And I guess my not last abortions. thing is that I know people, again, not our normal listenership, but people maybe more aligned with Alan's views are going to make some comment that in this case, one person was targeted, one person was killed. In Kenyon's case, you know, he opened fire on a on a movie theater, movie theater but only two victims. Mm-hmm. So it only. pales in comparison to a terror attack mm-hmm. like fucking 9-11. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you look at these two isolated incidents, mm-hmm. yes, it does. But, Adam, but if you look at the... Add them all up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Add them all up. This is continuous. Like, for women specifically, and we've all done a lot of talking and reading and discussing of this situation, white men are our greatest predator. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. just reality. Mm-hmm. And that that reaches beyond just women. This is These are people who take their status, mm-hmm. who take their ability to get away with bullshit, and they fucking have the sense of entitlement and they think that their way is the only way and they get completely mm-hmm. obsessed. Mm-hmm. And yet, even though they're driven by religion, even though they're driven by political views, it's still not considered terrorism, which is mm-hmm. like exactly mm-hmm. how we classify radical Islam or Muslim terrorism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And it is the definition of terrorism. And what innocent, these people are innocent doing. Innocent members who innocent members of our population just put it only in the US who are Muslim or who do practice Islam, who do mm-hmm. not have these views. Mm-hmm. It's the same fucking thing as me being a practicing Christian but not being a member of the KKK or not going out and shooting up of a fucking course. abortion clinic. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody gives the same treatment to Christian extremists the way that they give to mm-hmm. Islamic ext- extremists or Muslim extremists or mm-hmm. whatever fucking mm-hmm. other religion mm-hmm. you want to call into question. I would it's fucking all love it. Uh, there's all this talk because Donald fucking Trump went to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. and he was going to give his big speech about, you know, Islamic terrorism, whatever. That guy can't even read, let alone give a speech. <laughs> I know. Fuck he has but, flashcards with pictures on them. But, like, <laughs> but like I want to see, like, the fucking president of france come to the united states and give a speech about like how the u.s needs to do more to combat like the kkk you know Mm -hmm. like or canada where are you justin i love you come on justin all right we've done a lot of ranting anyway that's my story that's atrocious it's the worst <laughs> I'm glad I, I almost did a, a, a white male anti abortion thing, so that would have mm-hmm. been a lot of overlap. So I'm glad that that one didn't of us happen. had to cover it because all three of us are so pro choice and so, you know, pro fucking women's rights that I just I saw this case and I was like, that's the one I'm going to get drunk and scream about. Tonight. That's the one. <laughs> that's- it's calling your name. I'm gonna get so. drunk and scream about. Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> and Alan. Can't wait for our next email. And Alan. Alan. And Rusty. Trombone. Mm-hmm. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. All right. It is time for special thanks this week. We have got some uh, lovely ladies, all ladies this week, who are new Patreon slash Matreon, because fucking patriarchy, um, Mm. donors. uh, So we love you all. So they are Katie B, Lydia Lydia Campbell, Jess Watford. I know her. Sky, Sky Doyle. Woo. Oh, yeah. Caitlin. Oh, she sent me a name pronunciation. Schuweiler. Caitlin Schuweiler. 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 Um, no. Nailed it. <laughs> Way to offend her. her. <laughs> and Melissa Summers. Thank you all so much. Uh, Melissa is donating $10 a month, so she is Woo. going to get a free fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail. Yes, Queen. Ready. I know Melissa yeah. too. Thanks for listening, Melissa. Woo-hoo. Love you. So we just love you all, and I just want to say once again for the zillionth time, like we never ever thought that anyone would be kind enough to donate besides like maybe nope. our moms. Um, my mom doesn't even donate. No, neither my does, mom does not. Neither donate. does mine. So we never <laughs> thought anyone would donate, even our moms. <laughs> and they have lived up to that expectation, but you all have yes. exceeded it. So thank you so much. So um, much. Amanda is You are the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> you are you the are wind the beneath wind. our rants. And mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Amanda is very close to being able to get a new computer, so we'll be able so to close. you know, be a little bit less stressed about getting these episodes out to you every week without technical a lot glitches. Of it less stressed. 
A lot of it. And yeah, go to our website, check out the blog, check out the merch. All right, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. This has been Wine and We Crime. love you. We love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Sound mixing by Dan Larson. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. All Wine and Crime episodes are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play, plus a number of other podcasting apps. If we're not on your preferred app yet, let us know and we'll work to make sure you get your Wine and Crime fix ASAP. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. It really is the best way to spread the word. Support for Wine and Crime comes from us. At the moment, we're footing most of the bill, but we ain't too proud to beg, so we're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. (laughs) 